Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. We're going to talk about having life in our life today, right? Because we're disciples. And I just want, again, want to encourage you that, um, you know, any instruction or any direction from the Lord is always to get more fruit of his life in yours, of his glory in yours, more fruit. And so that's why we can look at these things and it's exciting. You know, it's, it doesn't sound exciting to your flesh to um, die to your flesh daily. You know, your flesh doesn't get excited about that. It doesn't rejoice over that. <laughs> but you can tell your flesh what to do and rejoice over it because it's so and that's what you're going to do, right? Because your flesh is not in control. But he's asking and actually saying, come, be my disciple. And there is a price to discipleship, but there is most definitely, and this is what you have to focus on and keep your eyes on the prize, is there is benefit and reward and blessing in being a disciple. So, so just keep that in mind as we're going through this because don't allow your emotion and your flesh to just hear all of the die, 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 you know, all of that because if that's all you hear, you're going to be discouraged. You should be like, live, live, live. Listen to your spirit. Life, 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 fruit, fruit, fruit because that's what discipleship brings, right? And it's a good place to live. So we're going to carry on in our uh, series on discipleship here. And I'm just going to go over a little bit review um, just before we go on to the next thing that I believe the Lord wants us to go into. But let's pray real quick. Father, we just thank you for your word. Oh, God, you're so good to us. You've given us your word, the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. We thank you, Father. Lord, I just ask for new just Maybe something we haven't seen before, Lord, that, that the light would just turn on in us about certain things, Lord, that we would be encouraged this morning to continue in our race, to not give up, to continue strong and then finish strong, Lord. We thank you for your utterance this morning. We yield, I yield to you in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Proverbs 3, verse 6, let's turn there again, and we kind of went over this a little bit last week, but I just want to... You know, um, all of this, if you really get down to it, all of this is about honoring and reverencing the Lord in your life. Um, you know, it, it gets to, it, it's having a heart and a lifestyle where we're constantly aware of God and his presence in our life and what he's done for us. And that he is worthy to be praised, amen? How many think, and we were talking about this in prayer this morning before service, but if salvation were all that we were given, I'm talking about going that, the portion of salvation going to heaven, if that were it, do you understand what, miracle, what a miracle that was and how amazing that is? That our future is set. Our future is set. And, uh, and, and death is not the end, right? 
but we're gonna live eternity with Jesus. We're gonna live eternity with our loved ones. You know, if that were it, that's enough to just worship him with all you have in you, to live for him from and, and, and focus. And this doesn't mean we're gonna do it perfectly, but you are so purposed. God, I just wanna, I wanna please you. I wanna live for you. I wanna show you that I love you. And we can do that. We know that according to, um, I believe it's in John, one of the Johns, or maybe it's one of the first, I don't know, somewhere in there, you can look it up. But we can show him that we love him. He says, by this, by you keeping the word of God, I know that you love me. Woo, well, sign me up. I want to do that. You know, I want to do that. Or you can, um, uh, you can please God. We can please God. How do we do that? Faith pleases God. Man, Lord, there's something I can do in my life to please you? Sign me up. I want to do that. I want to do that. And it all ties into his word and obedience. Both of those things do. So anyways, um, in, uh, um, I was going to say in October. No, there's no such thing as October in here. In Proverbs 3, chapter 6, and actually I'm going to read verse 5 too, but trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all, 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 not some, not one of your ways, all of your ways acknowledge him and he will direct, or the Amplified says, make plain or make straight your path. How many want some straight, plain paths in life, right? Nobody likes to wander and get lost. Nobody likes that. Don't tell me you like that. You don't like that, okay? In all of your ways, acknowledge him. Don't be wise, this is verse 7, in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And it goes on, you can read the rest, it's, it's just such a great chapter. But trust in the Lord. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and last week we looked at, to acknowledge is to recognize the authority in your life, all right? To notice with particular regard. So, you say, now listen, it's not really possible to go throughout your day and say, Lord, should I take this step? Lord, should I eat this today? Lord, should I do this today? Lord, should I do, that's not what I believe this is saying. What I believe this is saying is, is you are so aware and recognize his authority, so his voice as the main thing, the main one, capital O, that you listen to, that he can say anything along your day and you're quick to heed and hear and obey. Amen? Acknowledging him. What does that sound like to you? That sounds like honor. That sounds like reverence. And this is why, and we went through, um, well, let me finish with this before I get on to that, but to notice with particular regard, this is acknowledge, to admit the validity, authority, or truth of. All right? So acknowledge him as authority Acknowledge him as the authority, capital A, in your life, in all your ways. 
all areas, in your family, in your job, in your relationships, in your church relationships, in, you name it, in your, for your healing for your body, acknowledge him as authority. He's got the first, the middle, and the final say. That's honoring the Lord in your life. That is honoring, and a disciple does that. Because a disciple is waiting and ready. Lord, what are you saying today? And you know, you realize that this place doesn't just come because we come to church on a Sunday morning. This place of acknowledging God is actually, it's a place of intimacy and it is a lifestyle. And it is something that, it's not just something that we do, but it's who we are. And this is how we operate. Remember we talked about that we were adopted in as children and um, because we're children, right? We're led by the Spirit of God. Being led, it does not make us children. Jesus made us children, right? And adopted us in, and now we get to be led. That's how we live our life, and it is the best life. I don't care what your flesh says. I don't care what your mom says. I don't care what your neighbor says. I mean, you know, some things, well, no, except for this mom. I absolutely care what she says. She's right. She's right. All right? But um, it doesn't matter. God is the authority in our lives. He's the authority. He's the loudest voice, if you will. And that stems from a place of honor and reverence for him and just love for him. You know, you should tell yourself so many times a day, God, you're just so good to me because he is. I don't care what it looks like or what it feels like. He has good things to give. He's good. He's faithful. He's so faithful. He's not just faithful sometimes. It's part of who he is. He's the faithful one. It's his name. It's in his name, right? But so acknowledging God is recognizing the fact of God's existence and yielding to his authority in every area of our lives. So maybe he has something to say, right, about what we're doing. Maybe he has something to say about your day. Maybe he has something to say, right? But if we're just closing ourselves off and we don't hold him in that place of authority in our daily life, you realize we're going to miss some things. And we've all missed some things, all right? The Lord does not just, the Holy Spirit does not just barge in to your life and start telling you what to do. If he did, we would all be saved. He doesn't just barge in. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, his voice gets invited in. Do we honor it enough to invite his voice in and his authority on all our ways? All of them. All of them. 
Now we talked a little bit about this, that just the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, I said he's not going to tell you what to eat. He's not going to, but, but I will tell you this. If you're going to a restaurant and he's authority in your life and you're aware, you're aware of him in your life, that he goes with you everywhere you go then you very easily recognize, don't order the steak tonight, it's moldy. I don't know if steak molds, I'm sure it does. <laughs> but we overcomplicate things is what I'm saying. He will keep us on the straight path as we honor and acknowledge his voice every single day, right, all day long. I'm just trying to put some simplicity to it. Because we think, okay, we seek the Lord about the big things. But he'll talk to you about the little things if you're listening. He absolutely will. He will say, you know, when you're almost late for something, he will say, just by that, that leading of the Holy Spirit, drive this way. He will say, you know, I know you're, he, you know, he's, I know the McFarlands are on a budget. Uh, this is just, we budget our money, so we eat groceries. He will say to me, if I'm acknowledging him in my day, I want you to shop at this place today. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not joking. You guys think God doesn't care about that stuff? One of the greatest things that God, man, this is just like stuck with me. And it's like a testimony that I use so much because we just think of God and we think, okay, I'll take the major things to him. But he wants to be a part of the minor things too, all right? He wants you to succeed in life. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to walk in blessing. He absolutely does. But I remember this was when we were going to another church and um, before we had planted this one and, and I was sitting there Getting ready, well, I wasn't sitting. You don't sit and get ready. Um, but I was kind of, you know, going around, and I went to my jewelry, and I, I'm, like, looking through my jewelry, and I'm like, man, I didn't even say it. I just thought, I could really use a nice silver bracelet. Didn't think anything of it after that. Came into church that morning, a lady comes up to me with a box. She says, I don't know why I'm giving this to you. She goes, in fact, I was a little bit embarrassed, but the Lord would not let me just leave this. I needed to give this to you. I open it up and it's a beautiful silver bracelet. Don't tell me God doesn't care about the little things. And if we learn to acknowledge him as our authority, as the number one voice in our life that we're looking for, it's almost like we're searching for it. We're searching for the direction. We're searching for the voice. Now don't, you know, search. <laughs> Keep it in line with the word and, you know, grow in your relationship. But searching, like, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? You know, kind of almost on the edge of your seat. He will lead you into so much life. Even when it feels like you're dying in your flesh. When you're laying something down that you think is so important and that we think is so good and God says lay it down, it means that he's got 
better. He has absolutely got better. Because God doesn't give junk. And he doesn't lead on crooked paths. He leads on straight ones. He makes them straight. Narrow? Yes. But absolutely straight. Amen? And that's what we want. Acknowledging is a position of our heart. If we position ourselves properly and hold him in his proper place, maybe we wouldn't find ourselves in a position of panic prayers. We talked about that a little bit last week. You know, like, oh God, now I need you. And he's saying, okay, I'll help you. But I did tell you how to avoid that back here, but you just didn't listen. Come on. doesn't mean we won't walk through trials. But some trials probably could be averted if we just listen to the voice and acknowledge him way back here instead of barrel forward and barrel through and miss God and then have to get ourselves out of a place we shouldn't have been in in the first place. Acknowledging the Lord in your life will help in that area. It's so good. He's so good to us. This is the same way we are children of God. If we acknowledge our flesh or a person or money or spouse or kids or own desire, etc., more than God, we will miss the spirit. That is why Matthew 10, 37, and we'll turn there real quick. We're still kind of reviewing a little bit. But Matthew 10, 37 says, he who loves and takes more pleasure in father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves and takes more pleasure in son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow me, cleave steadfastly to me, conforming, excuse me, wholly to my example in living and if need be in dying also is not worthy of me. Wow. So the Barnes says that he, in that scripture, he says, the meaning of this is clear, that Christ must be loved supremely or he's not loved at all. God doesn't, we give him all of our heart. He gets the supreme place, right? Um, it says, uh, gotta find my place. If we're not willing to give up earthly possessions, earthly friends' opinions, family's opinions. And if we do not obey him rather than all others, we have no true attachment to him. God does not share first place. He gets first. Now you can be led and hear from God through other people, absolutely, we know this, right? But I believe he's sticking this scripture in there because how many, and you don't have to raise your hand because some of you are sitting around family. <laughs> they have led you to do something, or you've taken their opinion above the Lord's. How'd that work out for you? 
He's saying that, listen, God has to be number one here. You can't take more pleasure in father or mother because he knows, or sister or family or whatever, in a person because he knows that there is going to be a draw from that person because they're, they're flesh. They're dealing with their flesh. They're not perfect in their leading. They're going to be, there's gonna be a pull. Even in our family, okay? Um, how many, you know, I think of, I'm not gonna, you know, I just think of things, dis, decisions we've made ministry-wise in our home and in our family that were not understood by our family members. That's happened more than once. Not understood. And their heart and their intent could be good. But they could be good in missing God. He has got to be the authority in our life. And I talked a little bit last week about our kids and, and if I were to just go along with everything that just kind of soothed their emotions and those things, then we would have missed God. There were times where we had, to, and it was difficult, our kids basically coming to us, we really, all the kids are going to this, we wanna go to this, can we go, can we go? And we stop and we pray about it and it just doesn't settle right and we get to tell them, nope, sorry, you can't. And we didn't just say, no, you're not going. We said, no, you're not and this is why. What? Well, we did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I was the explainer. <laughs> but this is why, because we don't get to settle in our heart and that's the most important thing. So there were a couple situations where this happened with both the girls. Okay, we're going to let you go to this portion of that, but you're not going to stay the night. Well, everybody's staying the night. <laughs> you know, parents do things out of the wrong motive and reasoning and are not led by the Lord. And um, they listen to the emotion of the situation. Being led by the Holy Ghost is not listening to the emotion of the situation. In fact, if your emotions are going along with all your leadings of the Holy Spirit, then you're probably not being led by the Holy Ghost. If it just feels good, because last time I checked, when the Lord has led us to do things, it has not always been easy. It has been difficult, and we have had to give up something. But in that, with our kids, it was like, all right, this is why. It's not that we don't want you to have fun. It's not that we don't want you to make friends. It's just that we don't feel right about this. And every time, just about every time some of those big major things happen like that, the kids would come back and say, yeah. In fact, one of the times Kylie went somewhere, we said, you can't spend the night, but you can go. And she came, she called us early. She was begging to stay late. Called us early. She said, I'm done. That's enough. That's enough. See, what were we doing in that time? We're training our kids that listening to the voice of the Holy Ghost is so much more important than listening to your emotion and your feeling on it. Those are not trustworthy. The Holy Spirit is. And it will hurt your flesh. 
And I'm telling you, I, and this is where I believe, um, I'm not bragging on my kids, I'm bragging, I'm bragging on God. I'm telling you the word works. Don't tell me I can't give you testimony about my kids and you think I'm just bragging and I, I just think I'm awesome. No, we followed the word, not perfectly, but we did in a lot of areas. And they're starting to see. They thought we were sh very strict in some things, but they're starting to see. In fact, one of them, I can't remember which one, probably one of the older ones, because the younger ones are still, you know, in the very, you know, discipline time, you know, kind of like, they're learning, they're growing, right? But one of them said, you know what? I'm probably going to raise my kids like that. Probably going to do that. You know? And I'm just telling you the word works. I don't know, for you parents out there, the word of God, being led by the Holy Ghost and the word works. It's not about being a best friend. If you have grandkids or whatever, it's not about being their buddy. It's about being and helping them and and growing them in hearing the voice of the Lord in their life. You realize, parents, you're, you're the one who's the voice of the Lord when they're training a lot. That's how that works. So anyways, all that to be said, we don't listen. People, family, do not hold the authority in our life like that, where God should hold it. He's the authority. He's the one that we listen to. And God is saying right there, and that's what's being said through Matthew here, is, is, that, is that you cannot do both. You cannot hold God as authority and then hold something else, too. It doesn't work that way. Because they're going to contradict one another. Right? A lot of times. Not all the time, maybe, but a lot of times. So his voice will have to be the most honored voice in your life. God doesn't share first place. Um, lives in a place of intimacy, not a place of formality. So formality is religious. Intimacy is relationship. This place of hearing God and knowing his voice comes from a place of intimacy. It's not just a formality. It's not a formality. The reason why it is so important that we're going to actually get into the word side of this, but that we are established in the word of God and then led by the Holy Spirit is because there are times in your life where, um, I mean, God is going to, it's amazing how he just breathes in the perfect answer. He it just comes up in your spirit, the perfect answer, the perfect direction, the perfect solution, the perfect way, that leading, that, that now leading, that, I mean, alive leading of the Holy Ghost in your life. That's intimacy. That's I am acknowledging God. God holds this place in my life that I hear him. I'm listening for him. I am paying attention to if he's saying anything. I'm actually paying attention that, well, maybe he has something to say about this thing. Because I honor him in my life. 
because I draw from him, because I realize that my very life is because of him and from him. And he'll lead us in that place, and it's a relationship. Knowing what to do in each situation requires constant communion and acknowledgement of him in your life, and that's intimacy. Growing in that relationship. Developing. A disciple is led by one voice. So, feelings are not a leading. His leading doesn't stem from feelings. And I would say this, that you shouldn't really move on a leading until you deal with feelings. <laughs> and I say that from experience because when... Um, you know, Jesus, he was very patient. You know, people would come to him and say, my daughter's sick, my son is sick, this and this, and, and he didn't, oh my God! And then like, shroom! Right? He would listen. He would get direction. He would acknowledge the Father in his life. And one of, you know, what I'm talking about with not waiting until you deal, you wait until you deal with the feelings is, is that there was a time in our life where we knew that there was change coming. But do you realize that the Lord didn't let us move on that change with our heart and our attitude in the wrong place? So what do you do with that? Well, sometimes people... They move anyways. And they're out of step with the Lord. They're out of his timing. Another thing that we do is we just stay in that place and we're just frustrated all the time. But what had to happen for us in this place is we had to get our heart, our motivation, our attitude in line with really who we are and listen to that. And God would not allow us to make that change until we fixed that. Because had we not fixed that, had we not lined up with the word of God there with our attitude and our heart and everything, if we had not fixed that and we had just gone on to the next place or the next thing or changed this or changed that or done this or done that, guess what? you're still gonna have you over there. You're still gonna have you. So we continued on and we allowed the Lord to grow us up. And we're still growing, but there's, this was for that season and that thing in our life, we allowed the Lord to grow us up. And by the time it was time for us to make that transition, we didn't want to. We absolutely didn't want to because our heart was just, finally, it, was, it wasn't that we were just, it was that the love that we had and the passion for that place 
and that situation, it changed. We changed, and it was difficult. So don't be led by a feeling. Settle your feelings down before you do anything. Get your feelings, feelings, get your feelings in line with the word of God before you do anything. Settle them down. Make them wait. Fear is not a leading. Our reason is not a leading. You know, you can reason yourself right out of the will of God, and it can sound pretty spiritual. Your reason is not a leading. Emergency is not a leading. Somebody else's emergency is not your leading. Pressure is not a leading. A good thing is not a leading. You know what I mean by that? What I mean by that is there's a lot of good things that you could be involved in. But that is not a leading. The grass is greener on the other side is certainly not a leading. But people think this way. Well, if I just do that, my life will be better. Well, if I just go there, that would be easier. Well, if I just run away, guess who's there where you run to? Looks good over there, so it must be God. Come on, I'm not just, you, maybe some of you are thinking I'm thinking about a church. It looks pretty stinking good here, okay? God's good. We're seeing some awesome things, but I'm talking about something in your life where you feel like if you were to go over there or do this or change it up or do something different, life would be a whole lot easier. Nope, sorry. It's not the way it works. Like your job. Money. Money is not a leading. A raise is not, he's helping me preach this morning. <laughs> a raise is not a leading. When the Lord called us into full-time ministry, we were promised less than what we were making. Actually, we said yes to the call and settled it in our hearts regardless of what we were going to make or not make. Even if it was thousands less a year. We said, nope, this is what we're supposed to do. This is, this is, this is what we're supposed to do. We know it. We didn't say, well, we'll go into the ministry, Lord, but you've got to meet this much a year or I'm not doing it. It is not greener on the other side. In fact, if you think, if you're thinking that way, and you know what I mean, the grass is greener on the other side, you're going to get over there and find dead grass. You know why? Because you don't get life out of flesh. You get life out of spirit 
That's it. You can't get life out of flesh. In fact, it's impossible to sow to anything to the flesh and reap any kind of life out of it because why? Because the word says that. And I believe the word. We get life out of the spirit. We get fruit in our life out of the spirit. It's not we get life out of what feels easiest and better. No, we get life out of being led by the Holy Spirit. And it will, I promise you, I promise you, it will be difficult on your flesh. In fact, just like Abraham and Isaac, sorry, Josh, oh man, he's looking at me like, I got it. Don't move. <laughs> Just like Abraham and Isaac. Was my hair look funny now? Okay. <laughs> Stop it. I'm trying to focus here. <laughs> Abraham was challenged. You know the story. Do we really believe that God could make life better? Because the way sometimes that we make decisions, we think we can make it better. So do we really believe Remember we read the scripture, those that try to find their life are going to lose it. But those who lose it actually find it. A disciple loses their life. But oh, what you find. In a couple weeks, I, I think we'll get to this, but just the benefits of a disciple. Man, so good. So the grass is not greener on the other side. It's dead. Unless the Lord's leading you to the other side. Easier is not a leading. Keeping the commandments doesn't produce loving God. Keeping his word. But loving God will produce keeping his word. Jesus did not say that keeping his commandments would cause us to love him. This is in, actually in John 14, 5. If you love me, you'll obey me and keep my commandments. You can write that down and look at it later. But, but rather, loving him causes us to keep his commandments. The same thing is true of John um, 1, or 1 John 2, 3, and 4 where he says, and hereby we do not know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Or, excuse me, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So how do we know it's him? 
And let me just kind of throw these points out there too. If there is never a challenge to grow spiritually by doing something to crucify your fleshly desires, then you might not be listening to his leading. Want me to read that again? (laughs) If there is never a challenge to grow spiritually by doing something that will crucify your fleshly desire, then you might not be listening to his leading. A disciple listens for his voice and honors his leadings. And how do we know it's him? And it looks like I'm going to have to finish this one next week. But this is what we're going to get into. He sounds like his word. He sounds like his word. The voice of the spirit and the word of God do not contradict And they certainly do not contradict the Father. He is, according to John 1.14, Jesus was the Word made flesh. But if all we do in life, listen, you cannot just, you have to have both of them. You have to say that you're led by the Holy Ghost and listen to the Holy Spirit, but you also need to be in the Word. This helps keep that balanced, right? I know, I know this for a fact because I personally know people that they have said, I only need the spirit. I don't need the word. You say that happens? It's happening right now in this city. And if it's in this church, we're going to teach it right out. You need both. You cannot think that you can go and acknowledge him in all of your ways, but never acknowledge his word. We're going to look at this real quick. John 16, 7. Man, the time goes fast. We're going to go to 7, and then we're going to skip to 13 and 14. We'll close with this. However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, it is good, it is expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. This is Jesus. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, hallelujah, will not come to you. Or will not come into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. So we have the Holy Spirit for a reason. And he is a he. He is not an it. And he's to be respected. Okay? And his leading. But listen to verse 13. But when he said, when he said the spirit of truth, the truth spirit giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that he has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify Jesus, says me, but that's Jesus. He'll glorify me. He'll glorify Jesus is the word made flesh. He'll glorify me because he will take of and receive and draw upon what is mine and will reveal, declare, 
disclose and transmit it to you. Now get this. Everything that the Father has is mine. This is Jesus speaking. That is what I meant when I said that he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. Listen to the unity in this. Do you see the unity here? What can be said of one can be said of the other two. I have a hard time believing that one can properly be led by the Spirit if there is not an honor, respect, and reverence for the Father and Jesus, the Word. So if you want to properly hear the voice and the leading, if I want to properly hear it, you know most of your answers are going to be answered in this right here anyways, and just obedience to this. But it's very sad at how little believers even crack this open. It's the word of life. There is an answer to everything right there. And then that's the way that the Holy Spirit will lead sometimes. He'll bring back to your remembrance out of the treasury of what you've put into you from the word of God. He will bring that word back to you. And then by the Holy Spirit, that leading of applying that word to your life, that is where freedom comes. It's not making up your own thought or thinking this is what I should do. No, it's, it's being in communion and relationship with the Lord, reading his word, listening to the Holy Ghost, not separating the three, but having honor and respect and reverence for every part of God. All, all things. The word of God is huge. The word of God is huge. Amen? And actually, we're going to get into that next week. So, a disciple honors the word of God. Amen? So, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that you're just going to continue to minister to your people. We thank you for the light and the revelation that you're ministering to us. You're helping us. We're growing because, Lord, we want to be disciples. Thank you, Lord. True disciples. We give you honor and praise. We love you. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.